Hunter, Hunter, no! Gordon cried out as he tossed and turned in his sleep. His sweat-soaked shirt clung tightly to his lean muscular torso, and the white bandage that covered the slash on his face absorbed the building's sweat from his brow. Every night since witnessing the brutal murder of Hunter, he had the same nightmare. Like a horror movie that replayed only its most grisly scenes, his subconscious mind subjected him nightly to the same shocking and grotesque moments from that day. The first time Gordon had his nightmare, Brittany tried to wake him. It took her that one shove to realize it was best to allow him to process his demons, and that called for leaving him alone. She didn't know what haunted him, but she had a good idea. He had only shared tidbits of his past. She knew he came from San Diego, had been a Marine once, and that Idaho was their destination. Having lost her husband to the barbarism of the New World, she could understand why someone wouldn't openly share the loss of loved ones because doing so brought back the memories of their passing. She didn't want to relive it, so didn't press him on his past. The gold band on his ring told her he was married, and the name Hunter made it clear he must have had a family. The fact that he was alone gave her the impression they were dead. Gordon roughly turned and mumbled out loud, "'Don't do this! Don't do this!' She looked at him and frowned with sorrow, because the pain he was experiencing was painful to watch. "'Don't do this,' Gordon whimpered, tears streamed down his face. Brittany reached out to touch him, but stopped short when her son Tyler said, "'Don't, Mom. Remember what happened last night? You're right. I just feel so sorry for him.' His dreams were tormenting him, and when he began to shed tears, a natural urge to embrace him came over her. She didn't know him well, but a brief time told her he was a good man. They had been together for four days, and he only showed caring and compassion. Never once did he make a sexual advance, and the way he was with Tyler was great. He took time to engage him and showed a true desire to help. Tyler was like Gordon. He had witnessed the murder of his father— and it ate away at the young boy, causing him also to have a tough time sleeping. "'Mom, is he okay?' Tyler asked from the soft but worn sofa that he called his bed. "'I think he just saw some bad stuff,' Brittany replied. Gordon thought this best to keep everyone close as a precaution, so all three were sleeping in the same room of an abandoned house they had found the day before. Not one to need a break, he had to find a place to rest— The large cut on his face had become incredibly painful, to the point of making it difficult for him to do much. He tried to suck it up, but couldn't. Brittany was supportive of the decision to stop, as she could see Gordon was suffering and she felt his wound had become infected. "'No, no, no!' Gordon cried out. Tyler got up from the old sofa he called his bed and came over to Brittany, who was laying on a mattress tossed on the floor. "'Close your eyes!' Gordon cried out. Tyler snuggled closer to Brittany, who brought him in closer. Their eyes were fixated on Gordon as he shifted and twitched, his facial muscles contorting and his eyes rolling around behind his eyelids. "'He scares me a bit,' she sighed and said. "'I think he's fine. He's just been through a lot. If he has dreams like this every night, we'll never get any sleep.' "'You should try to sleep, sweetheart,' Brittany said, looking at her watch. "'Honey, close your eyes. It's five in the morning. I can't.' How about I rub your head? You loved that as a little one. I'm not a baby any more, Mom. You'll always be my baby. I don't care how old you get.
Tyler lifted his head and asked, Why don't you have dreams like that? She petted his head and replied, Oh, I have nightmares too, honey. We can't judge him. Something very bad must have happened to him. I feel sorry for him, Tyler softly said. I do too, Brittany said.